Hi there, welcome to Glenlyden Baptist Church's podcast network. We're glad you can join us today. If you'd like more information on the church, please visit us on our website, www.gebc.org.nz. We hope you enjoy the pod. It's going to switch things up a little bit today. I know Barry's talked about people having a word of knowledge terms of illness or what people might be going through we're gonna we're gonna sit in that at the end I'm gonna bring the message first we're talking about suffering and hope what I want you to do right now is I just want you to sit where you're at in life maybe you're sitting with pain loss hardship lack of sleep Whatever it is you're sitting with, just sit with it right now. Just, Father, we just pray this morning. We come as humans, facing the realities of life and what that brings. Father, we sit in our humanness. We sit in truth this morning before you. Pray, Lord, minister to us this morning. Speak into our lives. Where we most hurt, speak into that space. Bring hope this morning, Lord, we pray. Bring hope in Jesus' name. I've been uh, standing there worshipping this morning, and I had three different ways to try and start the message this morning. I'm going, Lord, speak to me. And then as one other time, I heard this voice, and I turned, and there was Sarah. And the Spirit spoke through her to me. And so I want to start a little differently to how I might have thought I was going to start. You know, up until the age of 60, um, which was a couple of years ago now, um, my health was good. Fit, healthy, no pain. Life felt good. In the last couple of years, there's been a shift in my body. (laughs) Join the club. I knew someone would identify with me. There's a shift, right? So I've noticed things like the end of this finger moving a little bit more sideways. (laughs) And feeling the pain of that. And feeling other parts of the body where arthritis is kind of setting in. And feeling that pain. I... About a month ago, I slipped on the kitchen floor. There was food and drink on the floor, and I slipped on it. And um, I did the splits for the first time in 30 years. (laughs) Still feeling those muscles. They're not healing as fast as they used to. But I did something to my knee when I did it. The doctor said, give it a few weeks. It should come right. So when I go to bed, even last night, the pain is about a seven to nine in that knee when I lie down. Doesn't hurt when I'm standing up here. 
doesn't hurt when I'm walking, but when I lie down, the pain is unbelievable. Suffering. We're all going through suffering. How do you feel when you're going through something, when someone rolls up to you and says, I know exactly how you feel? You don't know me. (laughs) You have no idea how I feel. Well, the suffering might be similar, but it comes from different places, right? Well, how do you feel when someone comes up to you when you're suffering and says, you'll get through this? What if you don't get through it? There are people facing suffering in life that will be with them for the rest of their lives. Sometimes it's good enough just to cope. Yeah? Sometimes it's good enough just to survive each day. You see, everyone's suffering is unique. It's different. Mine's different from yours. Yours is different from mine. And I know that in this church, some of you will have faced abuse maybe somewhere in your life. Maybe you've had a loved one or you've had children pass away. Maybe you've been through a divorce Or maybe you're on the brink or in the midst of living in poverty. Or you've lost a job. Maybe you've been stuck in a loveless marriage. Maybe you're enduring mental illness. Maybe you have crippling pain. Or maybe you you just simply feel alone. Maybe distant even from God. And perhaps whether intentionally or unintentionally, you have caused great pain to others and you live with that shame and guilt. You see, everybody's suffering is unique. I'm talking about suffering and hope. I want to make this quite clear that as I hit the subject that I can emphasize with you if you're going through something, but I don't know exactly what you're going through. So I do not presume to stand here and say, I know what you're going through. I don't. I just want to acknowledge that whatever suffering you're sitting in, it's real for you. And that's real enough for me. That okay? Okay. There is one thing, however, that is common when we suffer, and that is the need for hope. The need for hope. It's a terrible thing to lose someone who's close to you. It's another thing entirely to believe that death is the end of the story and that nothing good can come out of it. It's a terrible thing to go through a divorce It's another thing to have no hope of experiencing love and the experience of being desired again. It's terrible to lose a job. But it's another thing to feel that there's no hope of ever being hired again. It's a terrible thing to live in pain or have an illness. It's another thing to see no hope of ever living without pain or illness. 
It's one thing to struggle with addiction or a reoccurring sin in your life. It's another thing to feel that there's no hope of ever overcoming that. If we're going to endure or overcome suffering, we desperately need hope. That belief that things will get better, that this is not the end of the story. The ability to love and to have hope and to get through each day, to endure suffering in the present, is very much linked to our perspective of the future. If you are going not only to endure but flourish in times of suffering, then you need rock-solid hope. We need hope that only Jesus can give us. A Christian hope. I want to speak about hope. And I'm going to be honest with you, I've stolen three points that Jonathan Edward preached when he was 18 years old. But only the headings that I stole. And I've adjusted them as well. But i just being honest with you. When he was talking on suffering at the age of 18, which was a long, long time ago, he said three things. The first thing he said was, the bad things in life will work out for good. Romans 8, 28 And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. For those of us who love God, who have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, his son, you have got to hold on to the hope that he works all things together for your good. Suffering can be used by God when we submit it to Him. We're all wounded. Being wounded is a part of life. We're all wounded people. Healing is also a part of life, and we all need to heal. Our wounds are, when our wounds are healed, we become a little more whole, and our healing can be used for the healing of others. There's this, um, Henry Nuon put it this way. He said, nobody escapes being wounded. We are all wounded people, whether physically, emotionally, mentally, or spiritually. The main question is not, how can we hide our wounds so that we don't have to be embarrassed, but how can we put our woundedness in to the service of others. When our wounds cease to be a source of shame and become a source of healing, then we have become wounded healings, healers. Our suffering can be used in the ministry of helping others. 2 Corinthians 1 verse 3 says, Praise be to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us all in our troubles, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. You see the transaction. The hope that we receive 
is the hope that we can give. The comfort that we receive from God is the comfort that we can give to others. When God sits with us and loves us, we can sit with others and love them. Not pretending to know exactly what they're going through, but to sit in comfort. Rock-solid hope that we have. Even when the worst things are thrown at us in this life, even when Satan would seek to do his worst, all of these things can be used for our good, for our growing in faith, and for the comfort of others. I was playing golf last Friday, um, and I played. Um, I was invited to play um, with three other golf pros. One of them was a guy called John Lister, and he was um, a PGA Tour player in the States um, and won a number of tournaments there, and a couple of other golf pros that I've known for a while, and they invited me to play in their group. Um, they're, they're older than me. They have more pain than me. And you know what? It felt comforting to play with them. <laughs> it felt comforting to hit the ball further than they did, even though I was in pain. But there was no, like... There was no judgment, like they could hardly walk, some of them, they were in a cart and could hardly get to the ball, but that was okay, you know, but we just were there for each other and just enjoyed each other's company and just comforted each other and had a great day out. You can do that for one another. By the way, I won the lunch, I beat them all. There's nothing about being competitive in it at all. You see, the key to being used by God to comfort others is that we need to trust Him. We need to trust Him. And this is why we can rejoice in our sufferings, not because, of, not because of our sufferings, but in our suffering, because we know that God does not waste suffering. He uses it for good. That's number one. And Jonathan Edwards' second point was, the good things in life can never be taken away. The hope Friends, that you have in Christ, that you carry, can never be stripped away from you. Romans 8, 31 to 39. What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one. For God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? No one. For Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for each and every one of us. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? No. Despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Jesus Christ who loves us. And I am convinced, says Paul, that that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, never 
death, nor life, neither angels, nor demons, neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all of creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Do we get an amen to that? There we go. Isn't that great scripture? Boom. In Him, we have salvation. We have God's presence with us. And we have His eternal joy in our lives. Friends, we have peace with God. We are justified and perfect without sin in His sight. Let me quote some more scripture just to get us excited. Romans 5. 1 through to 5. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character. Character, hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out His love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom He has given to us. We are His children. We are heirs and co-heirs with Christ to everything that God has for us. You have hope in your hearts. The world is wasting away. Believe it. Our health, I'm feeling it, is wasting away. Our looks, although I still think I look pretty good when I look in that mirror. Our looks, our relationships, our status, it's wasting away. We can't hold on to these things. But the good things we have in Jesus... They can't be taken away. They can't be taken away. And that's why Jesus says in Matthew 6, he says, don't store up any of that rubbish for yourselves here on earth where moth and rust destroy. I changed the wording there a little bit. And where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasure in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be. Place your heart with Christ. That's where your hope is. The third point young Jonathan Edwards gave me, he said the best things are still yet to come. Come on. Here's our hope for a future, right? You'll live forever in the new heavens and earth. God will restore the lost. We will be with him forever. Listen to Revelation 21. Then I saw a new heaven and earth. For the old heaven, the old earth had disappeared, and the sea was also gone. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem. Oh, it's coming down from God out of heaven like a bride beautifully dressed for a husband. And I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, Look, God's home is now coming among his people. He will live with them, and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. And he will wipe away every 
tear from their eyes. And there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. Amen. All these things are gone forever. And the one sitting on the throne said, look, I'm making everything new. And then he said to me, write this down for what I tell you is trustworthy and true. In the end, heaven and earth will be one. This world will be renewed. We will live in a place without evil, without death, and without pain. Whatever people have done to you on this earth, He will take care of it. He will make things right. This is the ultimate hope that we have. That in the light of eternity, our sufferings will fade. All that you thought you had lost will be yours forever. The beauty, the intimacy, the significance, the love, the peace, the joy, all of it will be yours. Death cannot destroy us, but only give us life to the fullest. D.L. Moody said this, Soon you will read in the newspaper that I am dead. Don't believe it for a moment. I will be more alive than ever. Ooh, don't you love that? If this is all true, and it is, then if we must suffer here on earth, then so be it. God will work it all out for good. Our good things will last forever, and the best is yet to come. Friends, the enjoyment of God is the only happiness that will satisfy our souls. The enjoyment of God is what gives us hope in our suffering. Amen. Can I get the worship team up? I'm just going to pray. Father, it is good to be reminded of just of life and how you journey with us through life, how you use the things of each of our lives individually for your purposes and for good, that your promises are true, that you're going to make things right. The best is yet to come, Lord. We just sit in the hope of all of that. We trust you, our God, our Savior, the one, the only, Lord and King, we place our trust in you. Thanks again for joining with us today. If you'd like to know more information on the church or reach out to one of the pastors, please visit our website www.gebc.org.nz. Hope you have a great day.